0: This case was, at from the very beginning, at least three member states affected. So for us, by default, is a priority investigation.
1: They we're very opportunistic, looking for any opportunity to co-op someone to help them in their international drug smuggling
0: scheme. This was a unique example, and this was the kind of pioneer project to the future OTFs that we are having now.
2: Welcome to the Europol podcast, the official podcast of the EU Agency for Law Enforcement Cooperation. In this series, we shine a light on some of the biggest operations Europol has supported and how we continue to fight crime. Today's episode, cracking down on cartels. It's spring 2018. A plane is preparing to take off from an airport in Paraguay. The small jet, chartered by a private company, is filling up with luggage. Colorful suitcases of all shapes and sizes are loaded into the hold. However, there are only a few people boarding. In fact, it's just the two pilots. Turns out this is no ordinary charter flight. Among the swimsuits and holiday books, Each suitcase is filled with vast quantities of pure cocaine. Hundreds of kilograms, direct from the manufacturer, is about to take off for Europe. Once in Europe, it will be cut with harmful chemicals and other illegal drugs, before being sold on criminal markets to users throughout the continent. The profits are reinvested into other criminal activities and a lavish lifestyle for the traffickers. As well as buyers in Europe, the criminals are sending cocaine to Asia And Australia too. This network are clearly enjoying massive international reach. However, today's law enforcement, when we work together, can reach even further. This is the story of how Europol and our partners took the fight to the traffickers and grounded their cocaine operation.
0: It was in the bags, like a luggage compartment. So when they were offloading, it looked like they are offloading uh, luggage from the compartment. But yeah, 50 bags, it's a bit strange. And only two pilots. And if I remember well, stewardess as well.
2: This is Robert, a senior agent in the world of drugs and organized crime.
0: My name is Robert, and I am uh, in the past seven years working as a head of the team in the EU drugs unit at Europol. However, since the 2003, I've been involved in the countering trafficking of narcotics across the EU and, uh, and beyond.
2: Robert is a veteran when it comes to fighting organized crime groups, also known as OCGs, who deal in big quantities of drugs. Today's case was codenamed Operation Familia, and it began in the country that invented fingerprint identification. The intelligence came from Croatia.
0: The operation started by us at the drugs unit at Europol in early 2018 by the first intelligence received from Croatia.
2: Europol is the hub for police cooperation and through our networks the information from Croatia percolated across the EU. This allows other law enforcement in affected countries, perhaps also investigating the same OCG or struggling with the damage they're causing, to come on board.
0: It was the spring of 2018, uh, after receiving the first intelligence uh, we obviously assessed the importance of the information we get on call with the Croatian investigators. They explain us a bit more about the background of the activities and the ongoing situation in Croatia.
2: So what is Robert screening for when he gets this kind of information from an EU member state?
0: The quality of the information, the, how concrete and how imminent potential importation of cocaine is, uh, modus operandi of the group that is utilizing. At that time, Croatia was actively in surveillance in cross-border activities of the suspects in Slovenia, Serbia and Czech Republic. We got interested and we started supporting. Obviously, for us, it's super important to know that at least two member states are affected. In this case, was at, from the very beginning, at least three member states affected. So for us, by default, is a priority investigation. High-quality information
2: enables high-quality criminal analysis. This is essential both for our operations but also for data protection reasons as well. The data from Croatia contained important information on the novel modus operandi of this OCG. On top of shipments to Asia in maritime containers, the OCG were chartering private jets for their shipments to Europe.
0: So basically what was for us the most important information that we received from the, from the Croatia and other member states that actively uh, investigated the criminal organization was the fact that the group was using utilizing private jets. So we got very interested in investigating this element and this way of trafficking of cocaine from the source countries uh, to European Union.
2: While the rest of us enjoy budget air travel, this group is flying drugs first class. Operation Familia is officially on. The job now is to start looking into the criminal network. Who are they? And where are they?
0: They were able to use the private jets. jets they were owned by the OCG. Uh, But what we learned and what was our surprise, indeed, at that point, it was a long time ago. If we see now how the criminality is globally expanding, uh, we learned that uh, this specific group was also operating in Asia and Australia. So for us, uh, seeing that they are at the same time capable to commit a crime in Europe, source the cocaine from the South America source countries, and at the same time coordinate separate cells uh, deployed in Hong Kong, Macau, Malaysia, was a big story for us.
2: This kind of transnational scale is rare for OCGs. However, Europol's analysis put it in no doubt this European OCG were very well connected indeed.
0: They were uh, having the contacts, they were having their groups, their people deployed in those countries and this group were not, of course, working on the same modus operandi, but they were uh, engaged in retrieving the cocaine that was delivered from the big maritime vessels in front of the ports of Hong Kong and Macau. And for us and for uh, Asian law enforcement this was super discovery because it was a kind of a first footprint and confirmation that the balkan criminality is really expanding globally
2: with the intelligence verified you might be thinking that it's time to start looking for the next chartered flight and break up the supply route but there are some important reasons why that might not be the best move if you're serious about taking the group out of action after all this wouldn't stop the supplier. So the OCG might try and find another route and then resume operations. Then there's the matter of pinning charges on the leaders of the OCG. If you can't directly link them with the shipment, they may be able to evade justice. And at Europol, we go after the high value targets.
0: It's very difficult to connect all the dots. Uh connect uh, all different pieces of puzzle. And sometimes if you are successful in intercepting the plane, it's very difficult for you to prove that this specific shipment or plane was coordinated from the head of the organization that is sitting, I don't know, in one country, very far from the delivery point or for a loading point.
2: So instead, Robert's team at Europol HQ needed to build up a detailed picture of the organization. Croatia had found the modus operandi, with jet shipments to Europe and maritime shipments to Asia and Australia. But who was behind all this?
0: So basically at that at that time, 2018-2019, uh, obviously we were aware that the cartel was using encrypted platforms, various encrypted telephones, at that moment we were not able to... To monitor these activities. So you were relying on the conventional police methods like a surveillance, telephone interceptions and the powerful tool, uh, which is the international cooperation, I would say, and cross-border coordination.
2: With our partners, Europol was closing in on the people behind the private jets.
0: let's say a month or two, uh, it required to have uh, two or three operational meetings with the countries just to debrief on the intelligence, just to make the kind of cohesion between the group and uh, to make a team, international team, once everybody was on board and clear with uh, their strategies.
2: Operational meetings. That's when the law enforcement authorities representing multiple countries get together at Europol and speak face-to-face about how they can plan an operation against an OCG.
0: It took us a bit two months from the first information, a couple of meetings in the meantime, just the coordination and fine tuning of the strategy. And then the rest was just adding the new countries that needed to be added in the chat.
2: One of the countries who joined Operation Familia was the United States of America.
1: The investigation were mostly focused on the drug trafficking and uh, money laundering, uh, mostly the drug trafficking.
2: The US Drug Enforcement Administration has offices around the world with country agents such as Anton, who worked at the DEA office in Croatia. His role was to support investigations into drug trafficking OCGs.
1: My name is Anton. I'm a retired special agent with the US Drug Enforcement Administration.
2: The OCG in this episode, which Anton describes as a Balkan cartel, had unique characteristics. Born out of the former Yugoslavia, And with diaspora all over the world, there were connections that this organized criminal group were trying to exploit.
1: Of course, this is actually a really good example of the scale, both in in volume and also in geography, and how ambitious they are. In this operation, we found that this collection of Serb, Montenegrin, and Croatian targets were working with Czech pilots of private aircraft to fly to South America, to receive hundreds of kilograms at a time of cocaine from South American targets. At the same time, other cells within this wider organization were coordinating maritime shipments, we believe on commercial cargo vessels to Hong Kong and doing at sea drop offs of hundreds of kilograms of cocaine and then sending their own members to Hong Kong to wear diving suits and go and retrieve this cocaine, working with customers based in Australia and Chinese triads.
2: As Anton explains, this OCG had people everywhere. This is what enabled such a big operation. The group members were embedded worldwide. Plus, they had an early mover advantage when it comes to today's shipping routes.
1: If you look along the eastern coast of the Adriatic Sea, uh, lots of islands, you know, centuries and centuries of seagoing tradition.
2: So this is partially why the OCG were able to have such a global operation. As we've discussed in previous episodes, cartels have deep pockets when it comes to bribery. The criminals were also being opportunistic whenever they could, such as by constantly recruiting different pilots to fly their planes and avoid suspicion. Earlier in the episode, Robert described international cooperation as a powerful tool. This is how that looks in practice.
1: We collect as much information as we can get, say from the Croatian National Police or Serbian Police, and then we see if we can add to that with our own very extensive global criminal information base. For example, many a time it's been where I'll hear of a name by, well, say, our Serbian counterparts. And then I'll find out through our own intelligence and in DEA that that individual was already being investigated two years ago in Peru. And I could find out the full case file of what happened in Peru, who that person was working with, what activities they were involved with. And I can then feed that back to our counterparts in Serbia. And that really speaks to DEA's role, particularly in Europe here, is you already have this great criminal uh, and police intelligence sharing network of Europol, which is a phenomenal model.
2: The DEA is a crucial partner for lots of law enforcement agencies worldwide. They have several special capabilities that help Europol and our partners get investigations moving quickly.
1: In many cases, we have vetted investigative units, Those are national police officers that we have screened, we train, and we resource, and they work on investigations with us. So we're able to do things like conduct physical surveillance, uh, pull down video, do wiretapping. In Operation
2: Familia, these assets were deployed to their fullest extent.
1: Principally, as I recall, in Operation Familia, but it was really more about can we get boots on the ground in Hong Kong, in Uruguay, in Paraguay, where have you, to conduct physical surveillance, conduct interdictions, um, attempt to encourage execution of search warrants or arrest warrants, uh, maybe wiretapping, those sort of activities.
2: This would soon pay off. The network of contacts had been uncovered thanks to the DEA and several EU member states who were prompting the respective competent local law enforcement authorities to do the investigations on the ground. But for this level of criminal investigation, You need more than that before you can swoop in and take down the perpetrators.
1: There are a few things you need to consider. First of all, before planning any action day, you have to have a prosecutor in some country who has already agreed to charge your main defendants. And you have to de-conflict. If there are multiple countries whose prosecution services want to be charging the same individuals, they have to have that conversation and straighten that out. Now, if you get some criminal intelligence Uh, and you act relatively quickly upon that, maybe that's not such an issue. But if you're doing an operation like Familia, which will last for months and months, involve many different countries, then that's not a snap decision to say, oh, today we're going to go jump on this.
2: The criminals were carrying on with business as usual all the while. But now law enforcement were handling those final preparations that Anton just described. Operational meetings were taking place at Europol HQ here in The Hague, What Robert and the member states needed next was a way to follow the shipments so they could identify when would be the right time to strike.
0: So basically the real-time coordination was uh, thanks to the setup of the virtual command post. During this period, all the countries were aware of the developments, intelligence sharing, uh, cross-border activities and the needs. A virtual
2: command post, or VCP, is a tool that Europol deploys for big operational actions. It's essentially a collection of technology assets that gives all participating agencies on the ground access to the heart of the operation. That's the data, the communication, everything. And the agencies were communicating via Europol's secure information exchange network application, Siena. What the countries eventually agreed was a two-phased action Phase one would see them make a big seizure of drugs and the second phase would see the suspected members of the OCG, based in several countries, being arrested simultaneously.
0: And when the moment came that there has to be a decision to intercept the plane, to make a seizure, to do the arrest, to make a major takedown of the group across the various countries.
2: Experts in the French gendarmerie brought in the technical capacity to track the jets owned by the criminals. France also brought in a prosecutor, ready to handle the legal side of things. All Robert, Anton and the rest of the agents had to do was wait for the right moment.
0: There is this energy, this drive that is uh, that is pushing you forward, that you really trying to investigate what is happening, put the countries together, work in this international community. It was fascinating, really, that all the community, uh, in this case, all the countries that were participating were able to track the, the, the plane from the starting point in Europe, across the Atlantic, stopovers, surveillance after surveillance was set up as the plane was moving. Even with the source countries and with U.S. colleagues, they were quite capable to see what is happening in Paraguay, in Asuncion, where the plane was loaded. And this was fantastic uh, then to know and to make a decision. Okay, it's loaded. There is no question. We need to act against it in Europe when it reached. Then fantastic surveillance of the French gendarmerie and the French colleagues, which was really like you are watching a movie. So, I mean, there is this moment where this, you have the boost of adrenaline and this this makes you to work uh, against in this type of investigations, yeah.
2: The plane was in the sky No passengers, but lots of hard drugs. Their plan was to fly to Basel, which sits on the French-Swiss border, and then use the EU's free movement rules to get the drugs to various distributors unchecked. Little did they know, French observers saw their planned destination and prepared to intercept.
0: It was, uh, no, first was the interception of the shipment uh, and the first phase of the action day which happened in France and Switzerland, because obviously there was the main seizure that took place in Europe. Uh, And this occasion, the investigators were deployed uh, to those countries to assist all the process.
2: The team of investigators were also homing in on the high-value target behind the criminal network. Rather than being holed up somewhere far from the drug trafficking action, the OCG's leader had decided to pick up this shipment themselves in person.
0: And everybody was surprised. Everybody was surprised. Because he, he didn't take the bags, but he was there waiting that the pilots bring the drugs. The main suspect came to pick up the shipment together with the associate. So he was arrested. Uh, however, the rest of the group kept low profile, kept their ongoing activities. They step back a bit, they reassess what is happening but they were obviously under control of the law enforcement. And when the decision was taken to take down everybody, it was one coordinated action.
2: This is where phase two of the action kicks off.
0: After the overall takedown of the criminal organization took place as well in Czech Republic, in Croatia, in Serbia, and in parallel, uh, activities were taken in Hong Kong and Macau.
2: Police forces in three continents make a round of lightning-fast actions. A separate set of arrests and seizures were being made by police in Asia, while here, in Europe, the jig was up for the criminal group. In total, 16 members were arrested, five in Asia and 11 in Europe. Officers pulled more than 600 kilos of cocaine from the plane in Basel, while our Hong Kong counterparts pulled another 400 kilograms, making a whole ton of seized cocaine in total. And before you think the criminals were going to enjoy their profits, a total of over 2 million euros in cash and a further million's worth of luxury goods like fancy watches and fast cars were seized. And the police work didn't end there. Here's Anton on what we did next.
1: Well, usually cocaine packaged in kilogram-sized packages has certain markings and DEA and other institutions, I think Europol has a similar system of tracking historically what markings were used on which shipments, in which places, on which dates. And from that, we try to make attribution and say, okay, we know that this Scorpion logo was seen five times in Europe in the last year. And four of those times we know from the investigations it was tied to group X. Well, this may help suggest that possibly The seizure you're looking at now may be tied to Group or Supplier X. So we would run through those databases, perhaps combined with human intelligence, that is informants or undercover, uh, wiretap activity, um, electronic exploitation of devices that you seize, taken together, it may help you understand, fill in the blanks you didn't know.
2: And those blanks we're filling in, they are the building blocks of the next investigation. With each investigation, we follow the lessons learned, from Familia. As Robert explains, the virtual command post and real-time information sharing now sit at the heart of every operation we do.
0: Key takeouts of the operation Familia was the successful setup of the real-time coordination platform uh, which served uh, for coordinating in the real-time uh, activities of multiple partners uh, and case partners in this um, operation. So since then uh, we saw as a successful formula for uh, tackling and uh, coordinating life activities uh, of law enforcement and tackling the criminal uh, activities in the field. So as of that moment, we are trying to implement uh, in every major operation that Europol is supporting, providing our service and providing our virtual command post to the to the partners at the field.
2: Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Europol podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're using and get in touch with us via the Europol website if you have comments. We'd love to hear what you think of the show.